Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today on the show, I'm sitting with the Vice President of Marketing at Team Pay, and her name is Nicole Lindenbaum. This is an awesome conversation for anybody, honestly, in the startup space or B2B space, but more so anybody who wants to build a community. Her and her team at Team Pay have done something very, very cool with recognizing a need for a community, specifically for their customers and people who aren't even customers yet or who may never be customers. Now, it's an awesome episode. Check it out. But before we do that, as always, this episode is brought to you by Cave Social. That's us. We're a marketing agency based out of Los Angeles that can help you grow with social media. So if you're feeling stuck on the social medias, you need a little update on the MySpace. Nah, just kidding. We don't do MySpace. You need a little update or you need some help growing those channels and converting people on social into customers. Well, head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us, book a free consultation. We'd love to help you out. All right. Now, Let's get to this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I am joined by Nicole Lindenbaum. She is the Vice President of Marketing at Team Pay. Nicole, how you doing? Great. How about you? I am doing well. I'm excited for this conversation. I know we talked a little bit off air about a couple directions we want to go, and I'm really, really excited about getting to that content. But before we do, I want to give you the floor, let you kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell us your backstory. How did you find your way into this crazy world of marketing? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I think, a unique story a little bit. I My background was actually in theater, and I started my career working in nonprofit theater on the business side of things. Spent several years doing that, which was just an incredible experience. But I found that, you know, there was kind of a rhythm to those operations. And as creative as things could get on the stage, they weren't really that creative or really never changed much from year to year. And I like new environments and new challenges and new projects. So I started to think about, you know, what's the next step I want to take and decided to go to graduate school and get my master's degree in business. And coming out of that, I found I was really interested in business strategy, but specifically as it related to organic growth and marketing and what can we do to help move a business from A to B, you know, through organic channels and organic growth. So I got a a job that I sort of fell into technology coming out of that because it was a role in marketing that was touching a lot of different things and felt like it would be a great place for me to really understand what is B2B marketing. I was able to work on conferences in digital and running, you know, my Google AdWords campaigns as well as webinars and felt like it was just a good basis to learn from. And that proved out to be true. And what happened was I I sort of fell in love with B2B technology, which was never something I had made a, a specific choice to go into. So I've worked for a number of different startups in B2B tech on the marketing side. I started really uh, mostly with demand gen side of the house and building different marketing campaigns and lead generation programs. And then over time, I moved into product marketing when I was working for a company that was shifting the product strategy to move away from point solutions into a pure platform and needed to tell that story. From there, I really built up a career in on the product marketing side of things, which is really a lot about storytelling, which really harkened back to my theater beginnings. And from there, I, I am now at TeamPay, where I'm the vice president of marketing, and I've got all of the marketing teams reporting into me as well as our partner team. 
You know, it's so interesting you say, you know, starting in theater and on the operational side and kind of how things make a full circle with regards to like brand storytelling is understanding the narrative of your company, but also how all those dots connect and align with the business goals, right? I love, I, I love when I hear stories like that of things kind of coming, you know, full circle and uh, you're able to take some of those learnings for sure and then apply them today. So that's very, very cool. Something I did want to talk about, you know, you talked about in your experience where you're able to really touch a lot of marketing channels, right? As you're coming through and in the startups, startup world, you're tasked with like, hey, do this job. Now do that job. Now you're head of PR. Now you're the head of social. Oh, did we mention that you're going to be customer service today too? Like, like those challenges come up. How important do you think it is or has been for you to go through and get all those experience that now that you're in a leadership role and when you have people coming to you from those different departments that you've kind of walked the walk before you, you know, you talk and give coaching to your, those team members? Yeah, I think it's invaluable. I mean, obviously there's a lot of people who have very successful careers that have worked at bigger companies their entire career and have probably been, you know, a little more siloed or have maybe had to move around in order to get that different experience. From my point of view, there's nothing that helps you learn faster than jumping right in and doing a little bit of everything. Certainly earlier in your career, it's it can be overwhelming. But to me, that variety was really fun and kind of what I had been looking for in my career. And I think that, you know, having to wear all those different hats, to your point, really does help you understand those different functions and parts of the business. And you see what works and you see what doesn't. And it allows you then later on in your career to call back on those experiences. So it's been a very long time since I myself managed Google AdWords, for example, which is one of the examples I brought up for. And that changes day to day. There's certainly, you know, I'm not an expert in what that would mean today, because it, it is a different practice and the algorithm and the best practices and the products that they serve are different. But I do know how to think about building those campaigns. And I can coach someone through you know, how do we get to the words we think we want to rank for and things like that, even if, you know, today I'm not the expert in what that campaign looks like. So I think it's hugely valuable and it becomes valuable to your point beyond just within the marketing team, but in that collaboration side of the house where I've now seen a lot of different ways that product teams can run, a lot of different ways to structure sales teams and things like that, where I'm now able to, you know, bring those experiences and talk about what worked and what didn't and help my current company figure out how we move forward. It's so crucial, right? To have that ability to, if you've gone through it, you recognize, of course, a platform like AdWords is evolving all the time. Or in my case, it's like Photoshop. I don't go into Photoshop and design anymore, but I understand it's changing all the time, but I have enough to go in and coach and be like, oh, move that layer here or do that. And understanding the, like understanding the rudimentary you know, capabilities of a platform or of a marketing channel goes a long way with just like cutting through the noise and giving your team kind of clearer directions because you have understanding of like what the platform can do, right? Just that base level, and you kind of understand where it fits into an overall marketing strategy is so huge. Now, shifting gears a little bit, I do want to talk about because you've been in the startup space, and startups are disruption. The word, dis it's probably like startup. And then the next word you hear after from association is like disruption is probably <laughs> that next word that comes to mind. And you've worked with a lot of companies and are there that are shaking things up and are really going, you know, what Peter Thiel talks about when it comes to like category creation and industry creation, where they're going from zero to one. Talk to me about some of those challenges when you're not only entering a new space, but you're also helping invent 
a new space. What, what has that been like from a marketing perspective? Yeah, so that has a very different set of challenges and activities than if you were to simply be entering an existing defined space, but maybe coming at it a new way. But when you really are creating a new category, because what you're doing is so fundamentally different than the existing modes of doing that thing, you have to educate the market on what is the problem that they're facing that they probably feel the pain of, but haven't even identified it as a problem that could potentially be solved. You have to educate them that there is a category to solve that pain. And here's, you know, how it's different than what they might know, but here are what the benefits of doing it that way may be. And then you also have to establish your brand as the leader in that category. So there's a lot more education work that we have to do as marketers. And that's where I think the product marketing and theater background come into play a lot is it's really storytelling and just helping people connect the dots because it's so fundamentally different than how they've thought of doing things. So for example, I'm at Team Pay now and we're a Series A company. So you know we don't have brand awareness. We're developing a new category for how people buy things at work to do their jobs so that we don't have to go through that painful pay now expense later process that we all hate with our expense reports. And people just don't even know that there's a better way to do things than the old way of doing things. So right now our work is really helping define what does distributed spend management mean, the category we're creating, and how do we help them know that when they're feeling these pain points, team pay can solve them in a very different way than they might be used to thinking about. It's awesome to think, right? Like, and I think about this all the time is like, okay, storytelling is what is going to get the attention. That's what's going to stop me in my feed or stop me, get me to open an email. And it's going to get my attention, whether it's on Netflix or if it's on a HubSpot blog, right? Or whatever product I'm following. And then the education comes in behind it. So it's like attention followed by education. And now we're starting to build connection with potential customers because they start to understand, oh, this could solve a massive pain point for me. It's that order, you know? And I think that coming back to the theater background is understanding how a narrative can grip and get people and help them understand, right? Like, oh, this is something that I should be paying attention to. And then those aha moments start to happen for the customer, you know, as they get more and more content. Yeah. And there's other challenges that come into play there too, just in terms of like, we've got a website where we want to tell the narrative that we think makes sense, but is that how our customers are actually talking about it today? Because they are used to these other ways of talking about it. They're not going to be searching for distributed spend management on Google. So how do we make that presence known? So it's the story that we can tell in an email or in some kind of ad campaign. But then how do we get our message out in a way that really will resonate with how they've traditionally thought about the problem? So it's a really, I think, uh, exciting challenge in my mind. It's what I love to do. But it's very different than when you're working with constructs that people are very comfortable with. Yeah, much different than like, hey, we're starting a apparel company or something like that ever something right. that we're very used to <laughs> engaging with. Now, one of the things we talked about off air and I want to bring up, you know, part of this in with entering the new space and telling the story, but then also what you all are doing which is very interesting is building a community. And you know, we say that on the show, we have people come on, we talk about building a community, but you all are actually building a very specific community. Talk to me a little bit about rolling that out, reception and how you have framed or how what the approach was with like, hey, why we need to do this? Why do we need to build this this community? Yeah, so the the idea came about 
you know, quite some time ago, uh, when we realized that there were all kinds of professional organizations and communities and groups for CFOs, chief financial officers. But our target buyer is really the corporate controller, maybe a VP finance, maybe a senior accounting manager, depending on the company structure. And there's nothing out there for professionals that are that one or two levels below. Sure, they can join a CFO group and I'm sure get a lot out of it, but there was just nothing for our market. And we wanted to provide a way for those individuals to share information and connect and of course, get to know our brand a little, but really it's about fostering that communication and connection for them. So we launched Controller Collective the second week of March, which was very interesting timing. And the goal originally was to have some in-person events, which we have not done yet, that we've done virtual events and we hope to do in-person events in the future. But it actually ended up being a really serendipitous time to launch a community because that's exactly when people were looking to connect. And particularly for controllers, they're trying to navigate reforecasting, rebuilding everything. What do PPP loans mean for them? And being able to share that information within our controller collective group was really, really valuable for them. So we've there's a Slack group community that they're a part of. As I said, we do virtual events. We've looked to partner with different thought leaders in the industry to either speak or provide other educational materials for the group. And so it's not just for team pay customers. It's really for any controller out there who's looking to connect with other people who do what they do. I think the other thing that's really unique about this is typically if you're a corporate controller, you're probably a department of one and you've maybe got some accounting folks on your staff and some other people you work with, but you don't typically hire more than one controller, at least not in the segment we typically talk to. And so they don't have that peer colleague to go bounce ideas around with. They don't have that peer to, to talk through different issues. So it's just been really incredible to see these people come together and be able to find others to connect with. So we've been really excited about it. It's been really successful from our point of view. And it's, you know, it's a soft brand association, it's certainly not a lead generation tool. Our salespeople are not in there. So it's really kind of a different way of thinking about marketing than I think your traditional demand generation. I love it. I think it's something where you give people the area to find and build their tribe without high pressure sales happening. And it becomes this natural environment for amazing conversations and insights that your brand can go in and look and be like, look at these pain points they're discussing. Like, oh, this is what we need to be building. Oh, this is the type of content we need to create. Oh, we can help this, et cetera, et cetera. And you, know, you spoke to something that is huge there and a lot of people feel right where okay there's only usually one controller on staff i felt this way as an entrepreneur right where i'm like oh where can i go i'm the only owner of my company i'm the only ceo here who do i talk to oh right well there's a million entrepreneur groups but when you bake that down and, and those are fantastic and they've helped me a ton because that feeling of like who do you confide in with a business problem etc but then understanding that those groups are out there for CFOs and CMOs, but no, let's go one step further. Okay, people have, and maybe there's stuff you know, for people listening. Maybe your business has one graphic designer, right? And maybe understanding like, oh, okay, help them find a community or help build a community if you're selling to graphic designers. Or in your case with TeamPay, you're selling, you're enabling controllers, you're helping people. I think it's one, refreshing. And two, is just like, you know when you're doing a marketing initiative and it feels like the right thing to do? <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, this was the right thing to do. And we believe in it and it's going to help our business long term. And 
I mean, I'm excited hearing the story about it, you know, and I'm not a controller, I, <laughs> but I think that is so awesome. So kudos on that for sure. Yeah, thanks. We've had a lot of fun with it. It's, it's a really great group of people. Now, Nicole, before I let you go, let people know where they can connect with you online and learn more about TeamPay. Sure. So to learn more about TeamPay, you can go to teampay.co. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn, Nicole Lindenbaum. Happy to connect with anyone. Awesome. And I will put links to those in the show notes, uh, everybody. So wherever you're listening, just go click that show notes link and you can connect with Nicole and learn about TeamPay. Uh, Nicole, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, I had a blast. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I will catch you next episode. Um.